Welcome to Everything's Totally Fine. I'm Allie Hawk, and I'll be your host this week. Every other Tuesday, we bring you people who share stories about their lives. These aren't just any people. They're the toughest we can find. Join us to hear about the times we pretend everything's totally fine. This week's guest has hiked to the top of Upper Yosemite Falls, which is America's highest waterfall. She graduated from the University of Florida with two bachelor's degrees and a minor. She has blue hair. Erin is a senior organizer at a tech company called Nation Builder and can occasionally finish a large pizza all by yourself. I was sitting at a table once with a group of people, and we were bitching, complaining. Really bitching. And Erin came up and sat down with a smile on her face <laughs> and listened for a little bit, and then got up and said, I'm going to leave. This is really negative. And then with a smile on her face, she just left. Yep. And I was like, wow, that was awesome. Because it was so honest, because we were being negative. It was so negative, and I was just, I remember being like, I don't, I, I can't contribute, and I don't want to listen, so, bye. And you didn't even ghost it, though. You just, you announced yep. your exit. <laughs> so, Aaron has been described as the Leslie Nope of the office. No way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, who do you think you are? I think I might be Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Is it bad that I kind of want to be the Jerry Larry Gary? Like, that's who I want to be. Leslie, no. no. You know, it's not bad. I think you should own that if that's Someone's got to sign up for it. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry stories are essentially what this is about. Yeah. The times in your life when you have been Jerry. Yes, which has been too often. Where should I start? Florida, probably. Yes, it all that's, begins Yeah, it all begins in Florida, and that's probably where the best ones have happened. Probably when I was in high school, I like hung out with like the whole group of kids who were like the smokers, like everyone, like the potheads. Oh, like you were badass. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the point where you're like, oh yeah, right, right, Jerry. <laughs> uh, so, so I hung out with all these kids, and like my boyfriend was like a big part of, them. they all smoked before school every day. I never did before school. Before in school, high school, yes. Mm. And I was always like, you guys are crazy. Like that's no, don't do that. They're gonna, the teachers are gonna know. How many mornings did you spend sober with people? Getting stoned. Two years. Two years of mornings. Two years of mornings. So you probably still smelled like weed every day. Oh my god. And like the teachers knew that I associated with these hoodlums. So like it's not like I was really protecting myself. Like they were secretly probably thinking like she's definitely high. But really I was like no I'm too scared. Like I'm not. (laughs) Yeah you were just like an innocent girl in a hoodlum's body. (laughs) Yes. And like I remember they would like hide the weed in socks and bushes. Like it was so ghetto. And I was like you guys. That's so, like, why socks? I don't know. Okay. Because I think maybe they thought that, like, if you saw, like, a sock in the bush, you'd be like, oh, I don't need that sock. (laughs) Like, if you saw weed in a bush, you'd probably take it. You need that weed, yeah. So I guess they were being kind of smart, but so stupid. And so I remember every morning I'd hang out with them, but, like, I wouldn't smoke. And one morning I knew I was going on a field trip. Mm -hmm. And um, I was in this marine biology class, and we were going to, like... I think it was the keys or something. And I'd signed up because, like, screw it. I'm going to be out of the out of the classroom. And so I remember my boyfriend was like, well, you're not even going to be technically in school. So, like, why don't you just smoke? Like, check it out. See if you like it. And I was like, yeah, this seems like a really good idea. Totally. Totally good idea. What grade were you in? I was, I was a senior. So I must have been, like, I was probably 17. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 17. So we're in his car smoking at, like, a playground where there's, like, 
children at like 7 a.m. And are you feeling comfortable with it since this is the first time you're going to... Is it the first time you got high? Or just, no. Okay. No, it wasn't the first time I got high, but it was the first time before school. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely nervous, but like I was, I like had convinced myself. I was like, this is fine. Like, I can do this. Like, I can I can go to school high. I hang out with the cool kids. I yeah. can do it. So and a little pep talk after two years of hanging with the cool kids. You're like, years. finally letting yourself belong. Okay. Oh, God. And I smoked. And I remember I walked in and I was like, fine. But then as soon as we got on the bus, I was just awful. Oh, no. And awful. Was, was your boyfriend there too? No, no, no. So, yeah. So this is the thing. Like, we got we got high together. And then he like went to regular school. And then I got on a bus with a bunch of people who were not high. No one on that bus was high. No, they're marine biology kids. <laughs> yeah. And I remember my friend Katie, who I was in the class with, she definitely, like, she never smoked. And she could tell that, like, something was wrong because I was, like, shifty and, like, freaking out. She's like, what's going on? I was like, I have to be real with you. I was like, I'm so high right now and I have to get off this bus. I was freaking out. And I just remember being on the highway and being like, this is a bad idea. I don't know why I did this. This is not okay. And what were you thinking was going to happen? I was just paranoid. I just remember at a certain point, I was just like, this is bad. I can't be on this bus right now. I'm the only one on here who's high. I was like, what the hell? And then I remember at a certain point, our our uh, teacher came on like a microphone or something. She's like, so we're actually headed the wrong direction. Like we were headed north instead of going down to the Keys like we were supposed to. And I was like, See, I was right. I was like, I was like, we're not even headed in the right direction. It's because of mine. It's because of mine. <laughs> and I remember as soon as that happened, that's when I like justified. I was like, Ev- I'm, everything I'm thinking is right. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like like my what's happening in my brain is controls what's happening for everybody. Therefore, yeah. my mistake <laughs> yes. is affecting every single person on this field trip. We're now going to the wrong part of Florida, and I just it was the worst bus ride. So then after that, did you ever get high? No, before school. <laughs> no, no. There's, there was, I remember I got back and I like talked to my boyfriend. I was like, never, <laughs> never again. There's something about paranoia that you, it's, it can just make the most rational person completely insane. Completely over nothing. I recently went through a breakup. Yep. And he was my marijuana dealer. Mm-hmm. And I I hadn't really smoked a lot of weed before I met him. And then um, we smoked a lot together. And I was like, okay, well, I, like, I want to be independent now. Like, I'm a single independent woman. Like, I'm going to get my weed card. So I went to the doctor during work. I missed work. <laughs> And I never, ever... Desperate times. Yeah, I, like, I'm not someone who takes time off work. Yeah. Okay? Even for, like, medical conditions. Like, I would go on the weekends. I had a kidney infection I went on the weekend. Oh, my God. But here I am, um, and I go to my primary care physician, and she's judgy, like, even for a doctor. She, um, like, she told me that if I drink more than three drinks in, a, in the day that it's binge drinking, and, like, when she did it, her eyebrows were, like, below her eyes. Like, it was so <laughs> furrowed. <laughs> I don't know. She's got a lot. You keep going back? I do. <laughs> you should not. Well, I just, I can't, I don't, I don't want to find a new doctor. Well, yeah. So I go to her and I'm, I like tried like beating her on the bush and saying that I had anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then she like really was starting to push on the depression stuff. So then I started getting defensive. And I was like, maybe I'm just sad. Okay. Like I'm just going through a lot. I'm just sad is what it's sadness. So then I ultimately was like, I want a marijuana. I want a card for marijuana. Did, did you say it like that? 
Uh, <laughs> I really hope that you did. I want marijuana. I think I was like, yeah, I think I, I whatever it was, it wasn't smooth. I yeah. wasn't like suave or anything. And so she's like, she, she looks up at me and she's like, I cannot recommend marijuana. <laughs> and it was like a dark cloud of shame came over me. And I suddenly realized that like, you can't do that at your primary care physician. They, there are specific doctors. Really? Yeah. She could, so she, A, she couldn't even give me a prescription. And then B, she just, instead, she just decided to completely shame me. Rightfully so. So I suddenly like found myself sitting in this doctor's office, missing work, paying $20 to just hear from this woman about how low and wrong I was. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. So this is what rock bottom feels like. That's awesome. Thank you very much. And so I said to her, I like, finally, I like picked myself up from my bootstraps and she, cause she was tried, she tried pushing, um, like depression medication on me. And so then I just go, I was just like, um, no thanks. I want something from the earth. <laughs> you said that. That's amazing. So that's what I said to her. And so then I like, I, I mean, I wasn't like, my hands were definitely shaking the whole time. And I like marched out and I like went out of the wrong door and I like waved like way too big to the reception people. I was like taking like super big steps. You felt, you were like, yeah, I just said that. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. I, I don't then, need you for my weed. Yeah. And then my body was like trying to deal with it. Um, and it was like, I mean, a lot of it was wrong. Like I said that I wanted it for anxiety and like causes a lot of paranoia as we've heard. <laughs> Like, nothing about what I was doing was right, but at all. It's just, like, sometimes you just find yourself falling into those moments. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, like, I feel like if you had, like, sat yourself down and, like, thought about it, like, obviously you would have known, like, oh, I shouldn't go to this doctor for that. I don't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay, so you have a nose ring story. Oh, God. yeah. Yeah. That, I think, is, like, the ultimate, like, just stupidest decision I've ever made. Nice. Like, the first time I took ownership of a decision, like, as an adult, and it was the worst decision I could have made in, in high school. What grade is this? We were, I was, gosh, it was either junior or senior year. Okay. I think I maybe hit a moment senior year and was like, fuck it. It sounds like you may have. That yeah. may have happened for you. Oh, God. Me and a group of my girlfriends were talking about getting some piercings. And me and my friend Grace talked about how we wanted to get our nose pierced. And then my friend Kristen was like, oh, yeah, I want to get my belly button pierced. And my friend Melissa was like, I want to get my nipples pierced. Whoa, Melissa's a fucking wild child. Oh, yeah. Melissa doesn't fuck around. So, so, um, so yeah, we were all talking about it. And then our friend Samantha, who was definitely the wildest of the group. So that's Samantha, but a Z. With a Z, yeah. That's inferred that she's the wildest. <laughs> yes. How can she top nipple piercing? Uh, well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She can. I'm ready. She can. She's, we, we went to her because we knew she, would, she knew would, like, would know what to do. Because we were, none of us were 18 at that point. So it's not like we could go to like a tattoo shop and actually get this done properly. Okay. But we were all convinced that we had to get these piercings. So Zami was like, oh, well, I know a place in Miami that we can go. And um, so she's like, well, I'll drive you guys down there. I go down there all the time. We didn't really ask any questions because, like, whatever. We've been friends since middle school. Like, we trust each other. So we get in, we're getting her Mustang, like six of us. 
and drive down to Miami and we pull into a flea market. Okay. And I remember being in the back seat, like smushed between a bunch of my girlfriends and being like, why are we pulling into a flea market in Miami? Like this doesn't seem like the place where I want to get my nose pierced. That sounds like actually possibly the dirtiest place in America. (laughs) Right? I was like, no, no, no. Like Miami flea market is like, no, that's just awful. But I was like, I've committed. Like, and so I was sitting in the back seat, having kind of like a panic attack, but also like telling myself like, this is okay. Like, mm-hmm. this is fine. Like my friend says it's okay. Like I'm with a group of people. Like, this is fine. I can do this. So do you say to any of them that you're having hesitation? Okay. No. So it's all about, you're just zipping oh, it right All up. internal, like looking around, smiling, giggling, like, hey, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Throwing shooters at people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay. don't worry about it. And so we, we walk in and we're walking past like tomato vendors and people who are selling like tchotchkes and like then we get to a, a like piercing booth i just remember looking around and being like it doesn't seem sanitary for this guy to be next to the guy who's selling like meat sandwiches like this <laughs> doesn't seem right but of course i'm still internalizing all of this and i'm like looking around like yeah let's do it like it's gonna be great and um at the time i didn't have a job either so like the money i was using to pierce my nose in a flea market was my stepdad's like I remember, like, before, because we did it on a weekend. And, like, I remember that Friday. He's like, here's $40 this weekend. He's like, don't spend it all in one place. And in my head, I was like, I'm going to put something in my nose with that. Thanks for that. So it was, like, this little booth. And then this guy walks out. I was like, hey, Zammy, what's up? And I was like, this is so shady. Like, why do you know this, like, 17-year-old? You're, like, clearly 30. What did Zammy do at that flea market all the time? Tattoos and piercings and stuff. <laughs> And so we all went one by one and got our piercings done. Which, what, what number were you? I think I was, I think I was a, fir- no, I was either the first or second. It was either Grace or me who, who got their nose done. Um, and the belly button and the nipples were happening at the same time separately. Right. So you, so this group of girls, you, during this entire piercing situation, did you ever feel comfortable enough to be like, this is, this is bonkers that we're here and this is happening. No, I just remember, I remember like expressing my nervousness in general about getting a piercing, but I never expressed like this situation as a whole is stupid. (laughs) Like I was like, oh, this might hurt. But then like never was like, this doesn't seem like a smart idea for us to be doing this. Right. But we did have another girlfriend who came along who wasn't getting any piercings. And she absolutely was like, why are you doing this? Don't do this. This is a bad idea. Like, stop. So there was a voice of reason. There was a voice of reason, but we tuned her out. We're like, we're like, shut up. You should just get a piercing. <laughs> just be a pressure. Just do it. Just do it. Well, did part of you ever want to bail on it? Yes. When I was sitting in the chair, I remember being like, I could just not do this. Like, I, I could just not. And then I remember telling myself, like, no, you want to get your nose pierced. And like, this is the only way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Getting, that's the only place anyone can ever get their nose pierced yes. is in a flea market in Miami. That's Next the only way. Next to a meat shop and... Yeah. So I remember I, I got my, my nose pierced. He pierced it with an ear gun. Oh. You were not supposed to pierce the nose with with a with an ear gun, but he did. It was like a tiny little gun, like for an infant's ear. Oh. I, oh, no. So I there's know. Ba- baby ear goo. Well, I'm, I, he might have cleaned it. Okay. <laughs> but whatever. I let this strange 30-year-old pierce my nose with an ear gun in a flea market. Mm-hmm. And after I did it, I was like, oh, that didn't hurt that bad. And then I remember, like, everyone was getting their piercings done. My friend was, like, a sheet away with her boobs out getting her nipples pierced. <laughs> a sheet away. <laughs> Just a sheet. Not a door. No. No. Thin. No. Very thin. And I remember I called my boyfriend at the time after. I was like, I got my nose pierced. And he, he, he the guy who convinced me to smoke before getting on a bus was like, 
why the fuck did you do that? And I was like, what What are you talking about? I got really defensive. And I was like, it's fine. Everything's fine. He's like, what are you going to do when you go home? And I was like, it's not a problem. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It already happened. Why are you yelling at me? And it, though, just tears came. So was that the moment where you where you realized what you had done? Yes. The the moment that my, my stoner boyfriend told me I made a mistake was when I was like, I made a fucking mistake. <laughs> like, if he's telling me that I fucked up, I was like, clearly this was a horrible idea. So yeah, I cried and cried at that point. My friend Marissa, who was like the voice of reason that no one listened to, was like, well, <laughs> like, I'm here for you. I'm gonna pat you on the back. But like, I told you. So out of the whole, the group of girls that got these piercings, are you the only one that kind of came unglued afterwards? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone else kept their cool. Oh, so they're all kind of celebrating. Yeah. And you're crying. Yeah. Are you, are you visibly crying? Oh, I'm visibly crying in a flea market, like with my nose pierced. Like it was a mess. It was a mess. And you're crying not from the pain, but just because you suddenly realized the situation you'd gotten That I fucked up. As soon as I got home, too, like, my stepdad saw the fucking piercing, like, immediately. It didn't even take him a minute. And he was like, what's in your nose? And I was like, don't worry about it. (laughs) So I think I was visibly, like, upset. And then he saw this gem in my nose (laughs) and was, like, clearly questioning what the hell happened in the past four hours where he hadn't seen me. And then I remember my mom said, I will rip that out of your face if you don't take it out. And then they found out that I spent their $40 on it. So that's hard, too, because I was like, I just let you guys down real bad. And now I don't even have a nose piercing. (laughs) And you're like, on the plus side, though, I think I'm an adult. (laughs) I think I can make this now poor poorly but i i have the authority to make a decision so that feels okay i just felt really reckless again i and i kind of felt like i i knew better because like i i realized that like like you were kind of hinting at like well okay so you clearly felt uncomfortable before you actually got pierced so like why didn't you stop it like i think that's what was really bothering me is i was like i knew i could feel the signals i could feel that like this is not a good decision but i went through with it anyway and i think That was kind of the beginning of me becoming an adult and thinking like, okay, I should listen to myself. Like if my body is telling me like, this is bad, don't do it. Don't fucking do it. Don't go to the flea market and get your body pierced. (laughs) Like, simple. That's our show. Also this week, special thanks to Annie DeBrock. Thanks for listening. You can tune in every other Tuesday for new episodes. And follow us on Twitter, at ETF Show. I'm Allie Hawk. I hope everything's totally fine.